0: Welcome to season five, episode 11 of The Trust Show. In this episode, I'll talk about how trusted companies price their products and services to remain trusted and successful. It actually is based not only on my work in uh, trust research, but also in my work as a professor of entrepreneurship. And uh, you know, when I teach my entrepreneurship class, I typically start with a question. If your product costs $100 to make, how much should you sell it for? The answer right after this. I really do start my entrepreneurship class by asking that question, if it costs you, whether it's a product or a service, if it costs you $100 to make, how much should you sell it for? And then I wait to hear from my students, and I often get the answer, $200. There's some fascination with 50% gross margin. Or I hear the answer, more than 100 $100. Or sometimes somebody would go with as far as uh, $1,000 or $10,000, typically when they want to be, uh, you know, very aggressive and very uh, controversial, maybe. And uh, we really typically often look at the price as a percentage above the cost. But the real answer, and I have to admit that every time I ask this question, at least one student would come back and give me the right answer. The right answer is, if it costs me $100 to make it, the price I should charge is as much as the customer is willing to pay. In fact, the price has absolutely nothing to do with the cost. Now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about four components. So Uh, First, I'll I'll define those components. Uh, The first one is cost. Cost is how much it costs the company to make this product and service. Now, when we talk about the cost, we uh, typically talk about uh, direct cost, but I'm talking about overall cost. Direct, indirect, variable, fixed, all the cost, whatever it takes to produce that product, deliver it to the market and whenever i say product by the way i include service so that's one definition cost cost is how much it costs the company to make it so that they can deliver it to its customers the second is price price is what the company is charging and i'm going to say what it actually is charging not uh, the uh, price before discounts or any other price, the actual price that they are charging, the amount of money that they will take from a customer for their product. The third parameter or component is the perceived value. What are the customers willing to pay today because of what they believe the real value is so it is tied to the next component which will be real value but i'll get there the perceived value is what in the customer's brain is the real value of this product they may be wrong the real value might be higher or lower and i'll talk more about that in this episode but what what do they perceive the value to be There are all kinds of marketing and sales techniques that uh, would cause uh, the perceived value to be higher than the real value. You know, I just gave you one example, which was uh, kind of not indirectly, but I gave you and not directly, but I gave you an example. And that is we have the lease price and then we have the discounted price. We always feel better that they're telling us that the price is really $1,500, but we're going to charge you $500. So we cross off the 1500 and you're going to get 500 we're creating a perception of a discount we're creating a perception of a great deal sometimes it's the fact that we're offering two different products or services at different prices uh, at the same price but with different values that makes us feel that the one with higher value and the same price is even worth more than it really is We're not looking at the real value that we're getting out of it. Sometimes it's using other principles like scarcity. You know, I got 10 left. Uh, You can buy this until a certain date and then it goes away and it will never come back. Those are all kinds of, I'm going to call them marketing and sales techniques that cause us to perceive a higher value than the real value but the perceived value is the value that the customer appreciates or believes that they're going to get from this product or service. Now comes the the fourth one, the last one, and that's the real value. That is the value that they really, really do get. They get this value over time. They realize what this value is over time. It's really the same as the price itself the real value is the price because the fact that we're willing to pay a certain price for a certain period of time for a long enough period of time after all the marketing and sales techniques uh, went away and uh, we don't see them anymore now we really only see the value the actual value the real value that we're getting from the product or service and we're still willing to pay that price then i would say that real value would be equal the price in the long term but how do we price, price that in the short term before i talk about price i need to say a few more words about value and that value is relative it is personal it is individual it is contextual it's kind of following the same laws of trust And when I say value is relative, different people value different things in the same product. One of the advices that that I give uh, entrepreneurs when, when they build a business is that identify what is the unique value that your product offers and then find the unique set of customers that uniquely cares about that unique value. I know, a lot of use of the word unique. But what what could people care about? Let's talk about a product. Maybe think in your head, think a car, okay? So what are the type of things that we can care about in a car? And I'm not saying that everybody cares about the same things and at the same level. In fact, what I'm claiming is that people, different people, differently value those different value components. It could be the performance. How fast does it go, zero to 60? Could be the brand, some people would really never be seen in a car other than a BMW or a BMW M-Series. That, that's important to them. Typically, that goes with performance. Some people care about... Uh, I'm not going to talk about the price right now because price is a separate component uh, than, than value. And there is a relationship between the price and the value. Some people care about reliability. Some people care about the reliability of the car, especially if they use the car for work. Some people care about safety, especially if they take their family in this car. Some people are more environmentally conscious and they're going to care more about the fuel consumption. Some of them are going to care about fuel consumption simply because they're spending a lot, they're driving this car a lot, and they really care about the expenses, especially right now when gas prices on average in the US are hitting $5. But some care about uh, fuel consumption or, or the fact that the car is, is electric because they care about the environment. And that's the reason to have an electric car. Some people care about things that are not even delivered by the product itself, but rather by the company. In in the company's practices, in the company employment practices. Do they use child labor? Uh, Do they bring uh, diamonds from, um, you know dubious areas on on this planet where uh, uh you know they're, they're referred to as blood diamond uh does this company have social values that i can relate to and and that that are aligned with my values so those are efforts those are at the company level but those are all values that we look for in a product we just look for them at different priorities at different levels uh if you take uh, someone who is um uh, you know, a a uh, an empty nester, the kids already left home, are in the top one percent of earners, and uh, maybe are going through a midlife crisis, and all they want is a very very fast car, and they're they have the money, so they want to show off that they're driving a Lamborghini. Somebody who's driving the car for uh, to take Domino P- Domino's Pizza uh, may not care much for driving a Lamborghini, but they're going to care about fuel consumption. They're going to care about the reliability because they rely on this car. They're going to care about uh, the the not so much the performance, maybe the safety. Somebody who's taking the family would care more about safety. So those are all things that we care about. We just care about them differently. So when we talk about value relative to price, which is what I'm going to talk about next, we have to remember that just like trust is relative, so is value and different people care differently for different aspects of the product. Now, how do you measure value? I contend that you measure value in dollars. And the reason is because dollars by themselves, they're pieces of paper you know, fancy paper with fancy printing on it, Uh, but it's paper. And as a person, I put value on that paper and the value that I put on that paper is typically based on what other things I can buy with that piece of paper. And is this thing that I can buy with that same piece of paper worth more than something else? Does it bring me more value? So even though value sounds like this intangible thing that can't be measured the way i looked at it the way i look at it is that the value over a long period of time and i'm going to say the real value over a long period of time equals the price because if the value was higher than the price then the there's going to be a significant demand and as demand increases so does price And if the real value is lower than the price, then there's going to be lower demand and the prices are going to go down. So I measure value in dollars. But again, I want you to remember that value is relative, just like trust. So how do trusted companies price their products? And I'm going to use those four components, real value, perceived value, price, and cost. And I'm going to start with a statement and say that companies that are trusted have high demand for their products or services, market share, high market share, and sustainable business have the following relationship. The real value is higher than the initial perceived value, which is higher than the price they're asking for, which is higher than the cost. I'm going to repeat that L- let me start from the bottom actually the lowest number is the cost price is higher than the cost the perceived value the initial perceived value is higher than the price they're asking for and the real value is actually higher than the perceived value and of course over time the price is going to make it all the way to the real value because P- as people are willing to pay because they perceive a higher value, the price is going to go up. Now, here's another statement. The, if you replace the order of any two of those uh, components, you have bad business. You have a company that may not be trusted. You have a company that may not have demand for their products. Or you have a company that has a non-sustainable business model. And when I say sustainable, I don't mean environmentally sustainable. I mean financially sustainable. So that's one statement. Replace every two and you have bad business. The second one is the distance between every two impacts how good the business really is. So if it's zero, it's marginal business, probably not a good business. The higher that difference is between real value and perceived value, between perceived value and price, between price and cost, the better the business is. Now I'm going to address every two components. The first pair is price versus cost. Again, cost is how much it costs the company to make it, price is how much the company is actually charging the customers the amount of money that they're actually going to take after all discounts and everything else. The bigger the difference between the price and the cost, the more profitable the company is, the more sustainable their business model is, the more they're going to last, uh, economic uh, economic downturns and, and are will be willing to lower their price to to meet uh, lower demand maybe the more they can compete because uh, they're priced uh, competitively compared to their to their competitors especially if this is a commodity. Now in the past I talked more about the fact that uh, companies can or not I wouldn't say fact but a results of a survey that I did that says that. Companies that are trusted can charge a price that is higher by 29.6% than companies that are not. And that factors in here as well. Because remember, that's part of value, the fact that we trust the companies. So the bigger the difference between price and cost, with price being higher than cost, the more profitable the company is and the more sustainable their business model is. If for any reason these two are swapped. The cost is actually higher than the price. And you've seen that happen. Sometimes companies lower their price below their cost. That's bad business. The reason they do that is maybe because a competitor entered the market and that's the only way to compete. Because remember, if it costs you $100 to make, how much should you price it? As much as the customer is willing to pay. And if the customer is willing to pay $80 because they can buy it elsewhere, everything else being equal for $80, why would they pay more than $80 to you? That's unsustainable. Maybe the company does have a long-term cost reduction plan. Maybe it's even a short-term cost reduction plan that would make that $80 profitable because the cost is going to go below $80 or significantly below $80. But in general... When the cost is higher than the price, even when the cost is equal to the price, that's bad business. It's not sustainable business. Could be predatory pricing, trying to enter a market. Whatever it is, it's bad business. A company that sells below their cost is unsustainable over the long term. The next pair is... The perceived value, the initially perceived value, what the customers think that they're getting before they purchase, and the price. So again, when I describe what a good company is, I said the perceived value has to be higher than the price, and it's very simple. I'm going to buy your product or, or get your service, pay for your service, if I think that I'm getting more value than the value that I attribute to the amount of money that you're asking for. The bigger that difference, the more likely I am to buy. If I believe that I'm getting way more value than what you're asking for, the money, the price that you're asking for, I'm a lot more likely to buy your product. Now, I'm talking about perceived value, not yet about real value. That's going to be next. But the perceived value has to be higher than the price. If the perceived value is equal to the price, well, I may buy your product, I see the value, it's fair, it's what you're asking for. Maybe the fairness component plays in here. You're asking for a fair value, but let's let's be realistic. If you're gonna be asking for a price that's lower than what I think the fair value, I am more likely to buy it. So the bigger the difference between the perceived value and price with again perceived value being, high, being higher than price, the more likely customers are to buy your product. And again, the price is what you are actually asking for. After discounts and every other trick in the book. What happens when the price is higher than the perceived value? Or uh, I'll look at it from the other direction. The perceived value is lower than the price. They will not buy. Now, you may start thinking now, wait, what if they don't have any other alternative? Well, the fact that you don't have an alternative increases the perceived value. Nobody is forcing you to buy it unless they are. And if they are, then the perceived value is actually higher than what you would actually uh, or otherwise consider perceived value. If the perceived value is lower than the price, customers will not buy your product. And this brings me to the last pair and uh, the pair that would answer the question, Why are you talking about pricing and cost and value in a podcast about trust? Because this pair relates to trust. The real value, the value that you over time, after all the marketing and sales techniques went away, the value that you're really left with must be higher than the perceived value that you had at the beginning before you purchased that product before you made when you made the purchase decision you had the perceived value in your head over time you got the real value if the real value is higher than the perceived value that means that i thought this thing is you're asking for for a hundred dollars i believe it's worth to me two hundred dollars by the way Remember that value is relative, just like trust, which means that it might be worth $200 to me, but not more than $50 to somebody else. So focus on me, because I'm the one that's making you profitable. The perceived value is higher than the price. But over time, I'm going to see what the real value is. Maybe this product is not as reliable as I thought it is. Maybe it's not as good as I thought it is. You know, you told me that it would go this fast, but what you didn't tell me is that this would be in a 30 degree decline. I didn't see that. It was probably there in the small font, in the small letters, in the bottom. But that's not what I perceived. And what matters is what I perceived. Over time, if I realized that this product is way more valuable than what i thought it is i'm getting a positive surprise and i'm when i think about this company i think you know this company they don't know what they're what they're onto what what they sold me what they told me what the value that they told me it has it's actually more i trust this company and the bigger the difference is the higher the real value is over the perceived value that i had The perceived value is what they sold me on. This is what their marketing sold me on. And the bigger the difference, the the higher the real value is over the perceived value, the more I trust this company. I feel that this company really cares about me. What happens if the perceived value, the value that you sold me on, is actually higher than the real value, which unfortunately is what happens in the most cases. For the most part, companies today focus on the immediate transaction. I'm done with that transaction. You know, Maybe I'm going to have 5% of the customers who are going to be so pissed off that they're actually going to return the product and ask for their money back. And we're probably going to have some very, very hard... Return policy uh, to make sure that we reduce even that number and we're fine with that Those are the companies that they make their customers feel cheated You sold me on a certain perceived value The real value is lower than that Now if the real value is still higher than the price it might not be that big a deal for me but I still trust the company less Because the real value was lower than the value they sold me. My perceived value. They caused this perception. My perception was not born in a vacuum. My perception was born in the company's marketing and sales techniques. Marketing materials, sales techniques, advertising commercials, and and everything. And if I believe eventually, if I realize eventually that the value was lower than what you sold me, I don't trust them gets way more if the value is actually lower than the amount of money that I paid for it, the price. I will distrust that company. I will probably never buy from them again. So let me summarize. In order to have good business, and the only good business, is when the real value... The value that I get over time, that I really get over time, is higher than the perceived value, the value that your marketing sold me on when I make the purchase decision. That's higher than the price that you actually asked for, and the price is higher than the cost, which is what it cost you, the company, to make it. This is the only good business, and this is the type of business that's sustainable successful and trusted companies implement. I hope that by now you understand why I talked about that in a podcast about trust, in the trust show, because that relationship directly relates to trust, and specifically the relationship between real value to the perceived value and between the real value to the price. The real value has to be above the perceived value and above the price. You know, as I'm thinking about that, I didn't even think about what would happen if the perceived value is higher than the real value, but the real value is still higher than the price. I still think that I will be cheated. I will feel cheated as a customer because you sold me on something and what I realize is that I'm getting lower value. Still worth it. And that's kind of what goes through my head. You promised me more, but you know what? What I really get out of it is still worth the price that I paid. So do I trust this company or not? I don't think that I'm going to trust that company. I think that the more important relationship is the relationship between real value and perceived value than real value and price. As long as real value is higher than perceived value and those are both higher than price or at least equal to price, I should be good. You know, I, I'm going to take it even one more step. What if the real value is higher than the perceived value? So I'm not feeling cheated. But the perceived value is lower than the price. I may not have bought this product because the perceived value was lower. But if I did, I would still trust this company because they ask for what they asked. They told me what the value is. They created the perceived value. And eventually the real value was higher than the price. So I would say, again, everything here leads me to the conclusion that the most important factor on the company's trustworthiness is that the real value, the value that I discover over time by using this product or service is higher than the perceived value, even if they are lower than the price. Because I made a conscience decision if the, when, when I based on the perceived value, but I found that the real value is higher. Trust relates to that relationship. Thank you for listening. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at If you like this episode subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when i release a new episode rate it write a review for this podcast because those ratings help not only you but also others looking for podcasts just like this if you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust be trusted or know who to trust look up my workshops at yoramsolomon.com workshops online courses at trustedatwork.com Find my books on Amazon or go to my website, yoramsolomon.com. And remember one thing the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you and can you trust me? Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.